You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. That's Planet Mikey for a Tuesday night, and we hope you're having a good one. Uh, for those of you who didn't notice today, Steve Bopet with an article in the Herald about uh, Rondo's in- unexcused. It's not inexcused. It's inexcusable to be unexcused. Uh, it was an absence is what I'm trying to get at, and we are joined now by our good old buddy, Steve Bullpett. Hello, Steve. Hello, Michael. How are you? How you been, man? I haven't seen you since Jim Calhoun's Celebrity Golf Tournament. Wow. <laughs> was it you? Were you in his foursome with uh, Sterling Sharp? No. Because <laughs> I thought you. I no, thought... it was Shannon Sharp. No, no. No, no Sterling Sharp was there. Uh, I wasn't in a foursome with any Sharp, and nor am I Sharp. <laughs> but you're a good golfer, though. I remember that. Uh, Mikey, were you, were you, Mike was using that day. <laughs> yeah, well, you're out there all the time. That's what I'm trying to say. Uh, how's, how's it go? First of all, we got this story today. I got to tell you that, I, you know, of all the guys uh, who are described by John Ryder as mercurial, Rondo may be the mer- mer- mercurialist of all of them. Uh, and more evidence of that uh, rears its head today. And he works with you, and he said Rondo is the most? <laughs> no, really. I know. <laughs> Good one, Steve. Uh, yeah, I mean, Rajan is a, is a very bright guy, and sometimes that brightness, uh, you know, kind of turns on him a little bit, I think. Uh, but uh, i got to tell you, I you know, was on a long flight back from Salt Lake City today and got picked up late afternoon by the car service, and the guy... Uh, Tells me that they were talking to him, talking about this stuff all day on radio, and I'm thinking three words: slow news day. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay, slow news day, yes, but we are talking about the captain of the team. We are talking about a, a scenario in which uh, his coach and the, the 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 boss of the entire franchise, uh, basketball operations, are you know weren't aware of all this stuff and aren't happy about it. No, you didn't get that. You, well, you didn't. The well, weren't aware of. No, they they were aware of it. I mean, I don't know where you got that from the story, but it, you know, they, you know, it was pre- it was presented, but they didn't, uh, you know, have time much to. Well, they didn't sign off on it, but um, okay. by then uh, it was a little bit late in the process. But hey, look, I mean, I, I tried to put this thing in with you know understanding how things get read, uh, but you have to look at the perspective, Michael. Um, a few weeks ago, the Celtics played a second game of back to back. It was in Milwaukee. And they told them, don't even come on the plane. Uh, now, this is different. They're already on a trip. I get that. Um, and if you're Rajan, even though something might not be a big deal, uh, you want for all appearances to show everybody that you're there and this is you know, part of your new leadership thing. Mm-hmm. And then on the other hand, we've got about seven or eight hands here. <laughs> um, Rajan's the guy that was there all through preseason when, of course, he wasn't able to come back, he was there. He was on the bench, with which a place you would never, you never really saw Kevin Garnett. Um, so you know, as with Rondo, it's always uh, you know there, there are always several factors in play here. Uh, you know, it's never a simple, uh, simple issue. But but clearly, you know, it, it, would, it would be a situation where if he was not going to be on the plane or asked to not be on the plane, wouldn't that have been something he would have had to clear with somebody uh, just based on general well, operations? I, I think it was I think he, it was a case where it looked like he informed people he wasn't going to be on the plane. 
Okay. Um, and, you know, again, uh, as I've gotten from sources inside the Celtics, outside the Celtics on this here, that uh, I think the part that people are, are you know, like, look, look, it's easy. This thing here, people are going to, uh, if they're either a Rondo person or not a Rondo person, um, this is either going to, you know, they're going to look for what they want to look for. Uh, a big part of this here is that once this is over, uh, that there will be the the rules of you know what's in bounds, what's what's proper, what's improper, will be far more well defined going forward. Um, you know, look, the things were things have been run a certain way, and I don't think it was necessarily out of uh, Rondo's uh, realm to to expect that this would be not a problem. And again, uh, I don't, I, I know that the Celtics aren't doing this. As a uh, as a criminal offense, as a, as a felony, right? Um, this is a, a, a small thing, but it's of course something that they want to deal with, and you know. And I still think that that uh, uh, going into this, I think the, the quote from Ainge was that uh, um, they still he they still wanted to talk to Rondo and and find out more from Rajan on this. So you know, it wasn't like a, a clear and clear cut. Here's the deal. Um, situation i think there was more to be learned um okay you know i, I think that's for all of us right now steve did, did, is this something he's learned from from the past meaning you know I, I know kevin garnett um you know missed some flights before is this something that he thought he could just do or do you know if he informed brad stevens and also how do you think his relationship is with brad stevens i, I think is well take the, the last part i think his, his relationship with stevens is, is fine i mean i think they're they both approach the game in a similar way uh, but I do think that what your first point is, and I, that's why the, the, uh, I mentioned Garnett before and that, that things need to be more clearly defined about what's, what's, uh, acceptable and not. Um, when you, you had a veteran team here before and guys, you know, could do certain things as they choose, as they chose. I'm not saying anyone before ever did this where they just blew it off, mm-hmm. but, uh, and, and didn't have the, the, the permission but put it this way here, if if, uh, if this had been a, a Pierce or Garnett uh, playing under Doc Rivers and they weren't going to play the second game of the back-to-back, then they certainly would have uh, been, been given the permission to, to stay. Um, you know, things are a little bit different here uh, in, in the NBA, or excuse me, in professional sports in general. Um, when the Celtics are on the road, you know, players can stay at their, in their home. If they're if like if the Celtics are in uh, D.C., mm-hmm. Jeff Green can stay with his family. Uh, Doc Rivers stayed at his mom's house in Chicago. Kevin Garnett stayed in Malibu when the Celtics played the Lakers or Clippers. So you know that's that's part of the deal here. And I, I think a lot of this is that you know there's a perception that it doesn't look good, um, and sometimes you know you have to weigh all the factors. Uh, you know it's I've I've heard a couple things today that you know that uh, Ainge wanted this out because that's why he told me or confirmed it to me. I didn't call up Danny Ainge yesterday asking for confirmation. You know, I just called to see if he wanted to have a comment on it. Uh, you know, we spent a, quite a bit of time on, on the story and talking to different people, and it wasn't a case where I needed Danny to to tell me about the story. I just mm-hmm. didn't, Here's what's coming out. Do you want to do you want to, uh, anything in from you or not? Yeah, you want to put your two cents worth in on it, uh, you know, one way or the other. Uh, and that was the thing with that's one of the things the reasons it didn't go run earlier, 
is that I felt like I had a, I had a, I was obligated to let Rondo know as well. It's like, hey, do you want to say anything about this? Well, in, in this season where you know um, Rondo and the Celtics' fortunes are the subject of all the scrutiny based on you know Tankarama, uh, draft positioning, uh, you know the the pretty much the expunging of the entire franchise of all their star players, where Rondo's really the only star player who's left on the team, and with the uh, the captaincy and all that stuff, I think what people are questioning is, and I know I am, is is if he is going to be the leader of this team going forward, and obviously they move him during trade deadline or what have you, uh, they have plans for him to be a part of this team as it grows and, and the youthful exuberance comes in and everybody's learning how to be an NBA player. Is he the guy, uh, and, and not just based on this incident, but in general, Steve, um, who you want to charge with being the leader of this young group of people? Well, first of all, you're calling him the only star, and I can't believe you're really just blowing off Vitor Favarani mm-hmm. like that, Michael. I <laughs> think, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I really was remiss on that, wasn't I? <laughs> you know, I, I think that that's, that's a question. Um, look, Rajon Rondo is one of the best handful of players in the NBA. The fact that we see him every day, I mean, skews our view of him. We see you know, his, if you just look at his outside shot, Anyone that's been watching the games, and I realize that that is a, uh, a, a tough thing to ask somebody to watch these <laughs> games. But his outside shot, his mechanics have improved greatly. Yeah. They're still not there, but he's, you know, he's not pulling back as quickly. He's, he's, he's become a better outside shooter. Yes. Uh, and beyond that, before he had a decent outside shot, he was still one of the few guys in the NBA that could control a game at both ends of the floor. And he's doing it from his size, which I think is pretty amazing. So the question's always been, I think Danny brought it up a few years ago publicly, uh, is consistency. And, you know, do you bring it every night? Are you that guy every night? Because we know what he can do. And, look, people are talking about his toughness. Uh, I'd say Rajon Rondo and Paul Pierce were easily the toughest guys on this team the last several years, without question. The things that, that Rondo played through, yeah. the elbow, uh, the things he came back from, right. the, the, the willingness to drive to the basket at his size, and he's a skinny kid. Uh, you know, I, I, I think that part shouldn't be in question. No, and I've always loved that about it. I mean, I've always loved Ryder will tell you, I'm a big fan of his uh, for the last seven years, uh, defending him in every scenario. Uh, well, I'm just calling now into question, again, because it's a different thing to be playing as the little kid brother on a team full of stars as opposed to being the leader of a bunch of uh, – and being the big brother. I totally agree, and I think that's the question that they've had and will continue to have here. And, and you know, um, what goes alongside him? You know what I mean? Uh, uh, do the, are the Celtics able to get guys that, that, can, that can play with Rondo from the standpoint that are they good enough and smart enough to know where to be. I mean, Kelly Olynyk's a pretty good player, and uh, taking out my Nostradamus crystal ball, I'm going to bet you'll read a story about that in tomorrow's Boston Herald. I <laughs> wrong. I doubt it. I think I'm right on that. <laughs> hey, Steve, what, what do you think the uh, rest of the league thinks of Rondo? How much legitimate interest do other teams, would other teams have in, in Rajon Rondo in the offseason? You know, it's funny. It's like everyone, you know, when someone takes a misstep, it's like, well, no one's going to want to touch this guy. All right. 
look at all the players. I mean, the, the certifiable nut jobs in this league. Raymond Felton today. Sport, it's like, you know, that you know, teams will, they always think they can be the one, and they, they see the talent, and that's what they're going to get. So I, if, uh, if Rajon Rondo's available, there will never be a lack of suitors. Um, the question is, and I, you know, people talked about the Celtics moving Rondo at a trade deadline. First of all, a lot of the reports that everybody was was going on and and repeating were just junk. Yeah. I mean, the Houston thing was never a thing. Uh, you know, it wasn't for Rondo and it wasn't for for Omar Ashik earlier in the year. I, uh-huh. you know, I I don't understand. You know, <laughs> but that that was never a deal, never an idea, never even a, a, a major discussion or a real discussion. Um, but I think you the Celtics looked at the. They look at everything. Ainge is not a sentimental guy in terms of being wedded to players. And if Rondo's your best asset, then you damn well better find out what he's worth on the open market. And in this case, I think that, you know, what he was what he was talking to about, which I think the most real thing was, um, was Toronto, and that wasn't even close. That was just a token thing. Uh I think they realized, look, they, they can wait until, uh, until after the season. The deals aren't going to get any, any worse, and they're probably going to get better as the, in the draft time. And you also, if you're the Celtics, you have to know what the draft pick is going to be. So that means waiting until the May 20th draft lottery. Do you even look at this as an issue at all, this thing that happened? Pardon me? Do you even look at this as, I mean, out of the things that have happened with Rondo in the past, do you even look at this thing uh, on Saturday as, yeah, as where much is of an it on issue? the list of Rondo overall career incidents? No, I mean, I, look, I don't, I, don't, I don't think it's a big deal. Me either. Um, but I think it's something that uh, they're going to look, they're going to talk to him about it. It'll be a, you know, a teachable moment. Um, but, you know, again, if you look at what, how things have been, has proceeded here in the past, I don't think it was out of the question for Rondo to think that this would be no problem at all. I mean, again, second out of a back-to-back wasn't going to play the last. Right. I think it was the last time that happened. He was told not don't even don't even get on the airplane to Boston, stay home. Right. So he had a reason to believe that, and uh, it was just the procedure that got screwed up. Steve Bopet, always the greatest uh, Celtics coverage in Boston and New England with the Boston Herald. Uh, you're you're the very best, my friend, and thank you for uh, checking in with us tonight and. Uh, I, I'm going to definitely come to a Celtics game this year. I've been, you know, a little bit under the weather, but I'm going to come, Steve, to a game, and I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to do my own assessment. <laughs> and that well, should be that should be worth listening to. Well, particularly the, your your ability to be able to watch the game while balancing a beer on your show. <laughs> exactly. I mean, uh, you know, I don't know if Rondo can do that. Not many, not many people can do that. Trust me. But uh, it's good talking to you, my friend. Take care. Rondo, Michael's always been a max kind guy. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> Steve, have a good one. Be well, guys. Steve Bopet, everybody. Uh, he wrote the story today about uh, the disappearing Rondo act. Uh, actually, uh, you know, the you know, inex- unexcused absence, I guess, is what mm-hmm. we're talking about here. That, uh, uh, you know, again, it's uh, light news day, sure. But uh, this is a, an issue going forward with the Celtics that you know, people have. No, it's if a they, story. If, if there's, there's a player on the team they know, it, 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 at least feel like they know, it's uh, it's Rondo. Yeah, and this wasn't Keith Bogans, who's not even allowed around the team. <laughs> it's a totally different story. They would have been fine with him. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. 
It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.